Blog Talk Radio. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And whatever you want me to say, I'll say. evening to everyone and welcome to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. Thank you as always for joining us on this evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We just opened the show to the wonderful and beautiful tunes and voice of the very talented gospel musician, Kezia Alford. The song is Have Your Way. Have Your Way is the title of the beautiful gospel track. You know, this national show caters to every community out there. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton brings an array of diverse topics and exclusive guests to the table. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence lives in a game-changing and yet groundbreaking manner. We certainly offer relevant conversation to our listening audience. Stay connected with this show, and please share us with everyone you happen to know. We are doing very well, and I certainly value your commitment to staying connected with this family radio talk show. I love it, and as always, I love hearing from our loyal listeners. Listen in right now to hear from a few of our dynamic listeners. I'm Kimberly Sprinkle, Executive Director of the Charles Sumner School Museum and Archives in Washington, D.C., the official museum for the D.C. Public Schools. And I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton, a national show for the community. Hi, my name is Cedric Jennings, and I'm hailing from Washington, D.C., and I'm listening, listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, this is Takia Hamilton, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are very grateful to have you on board. Do you want to get on the air to share your thoughts about the show? Do you have pertinent and relevant community news to share with a national listening audience? It's simple and free. Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. We would love to hear from you. Do connect with us on Facebook by searching Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. And connect with us on Twitter by searching SS Thornton. Follow us on popular Instagram by searching Let's Talk America Radio Show. And remember to send us your photographs. We are busy on social media, as you can see, because we know you are too. We would love to share our messaging with you, so join us online. All right, let's move forward with the show. Tonight we have a very timely and relevant discussion. We will be talking about overcoming the odds in life. Overcoming the odds in life. As most adults know or will eventually know, life can throw some very fast-moving curveballs. Yet how do we stand tall through the storm or after the storm has passed? Tonight, my featured guest is successful author and advocate Patrice Tart, who has a real-life story of hardship, but she also has a story of survival and progress. Her story will amaze you and inspire all in one. No one should miss this show. Connect with all of your friends and family and tell them that we have a true groundbreaking conversation on Let's Talk America right now. They will not want to miss this segment. This show is jam-packed as they always are, so let's keep pushing ahead. Right now, I want to go over our words of inspiration for today's show. Today, we have the former First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, who once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I want to echo that powerful statement again by former First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Awesome. Stay positive and refuse negativity. Let us live to the fullest by making the most of situations. Let us bring in our exclusive featured guest. After losing her father in 2011 to a chronic illness, Arthur Patrice Tart was led to seek therapy and began to journal to handle her grief. Tart gave birth to her son one week before her father was admitted to the hospital. Due to Tart and her father living in different states, he never got the opportunity to meet his one and only grandson before his passing three months after Tart's son was born. She certainly knows hurt, yet she's pushed through it all to survive. Journaling through the loss made way for the popular best-selling book, Wounds of Deception, which is fictionalized in a popular memoir. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome Miss Patrice Tart. How are you this evening, Patrice? I'm doing wonderful, Shana. How are you? Oh, I am awesome, awesome, and always inspired by individuals uh, such as yourself who has been through a storm but yet continue to survive and keep pushing and has allowed us as readers and listeners around the world to really be inspired by your life story, and I'm just excited to learn more about it. Sounds wonderful. You know, Patrice, tell us briefly about your life journey, speaking of it. 
Okay. Well, in 2011, I lost my father unexpectedly three months after I had my son. Uh, my father passed away from a, a rare disease that I did not know that he had called amyloidosis. Um, it is a group of diseases in which one or more organ systems in the body accumulate deposits of abnormal proteins known as amyloid. Mm. I always encourage people to visit the Amyloidosis Foundation website, um, which is amyloidosis.org, for more information on the disease. Um, also, a- another great thing is I have partnered with the foundation to advocate for the disease and to help raise awareness. Awesome. Awesome. So you took a life situation, obviously, that was painful and hurtful, but uh, partnering with this organization to push more understanding and knowledge to the world about it. Yes, definitely. Mm, I love it. You know, obviously you've been through a lot. You didn't know that your father um, had this particular condition, and uh, he did pass away, and you had your child. And so on one note, uh, you're celebrating the life of your child, which is a blessing, and then having um, to transition with the uh, loss of your beloved father. Did you ever envision yourself writing a book inspired by the actual events of your very own life, Patrice? No, I didn't. Um, writing this book was, was therapy for me. It helped me to get through this, this, the situation, not necessarily over it because this is something that you will never really, um, you know, let go, but just being able to write and, and, and kind of get out my feelings and emotions helped me. Um, actually, an opportunity was recently presented to me and will be released on December 10th. Um, it's a book entitled Surviving Shocking Situations, yes. Finding Courage to Succeed in Spite of Life's Painful Moments, in which I am a co-author along with 13 other women. Wow. So this book coincides perfectly with my debut novel, Wounds of Deception, um, and more information on this book can be found on my website at patricetart.com under the Books tab for books. Mm, beautiful. Well done. You know, Patrice, a few weeks ago we aired a very powerful and relevant show about grief and, you know, moving through the grief when you lose um, a loved one. And so it's very interesting that, uh, you know, coming up in coming weeks you have a book that's going to be released talking about a sudden loss because, and I'm not an expert in it, um, but obviously you've helped publish this book about and you've been through some things yourself. I would imagine that the sudden loss may be different uh, from – if you will, someone who's saying, well, they have a year or two years to live. I would imagine that most individuals would handle those two situations different. I would think so, um, because when I when I had my son, my, my father actually was admitted to uh, the hospital a week later, yeah. so I was able to go visit him uh, twice before he passed away, and of course okay. the third time was for his funeral, but I think that, you know, being able to, you know, prepare yourself for someone's death, especially a parent or someone very close to you, is, is a lot you know, better than just knowing, you know, last minute that, okay, your your father or your parent is, is, is dying because essentially that's what was happening to, to my dad. And I never gave up because I feel like God has the final say. So we continue to pray, and I feel like, you know, it was God that, that helped me to get through that situation and, and just having people to pray for me along with my mother, best friend, my son's father, and just having people in my corner. Mm. And I would venture to say that having that support team is very critical for someone when they're really trying to push through the storm. Would you agree? I would 
agree wholeheartedly. Um, I feel like if you don't have people that are there to support you and kind of understand what you're going through, um, um, that could be even more tragic because, you know, it's already hard, you know, just living every day and going through different, you know, situations and scenarios and to deal with death in the way that, you know, I dealt with it and finding out last minute that my father had this disease probably for at least 10 years. Wow. And I'm not certain whether or not he knew of it, but I know for sure that it wasn't, it wasn't known to the rest of the family. So I'm yeah. not sure if it's something that he held on to and didn't want us to know yeah. or, or if we, you know, just it, it went undiagnosed because mm. the symptoms are, are, are very subtle. Mm. And you're already educating me on the condition, and I know our national listening audience continues to learn from you and your platform. You know, Patrice, what or who actually motivated you to push forward through uh, the tough times? I know you said you had a team of individuals who were there for you, family and friends, um, but was there any, you know, I'd like to say a hovering thought or a vision in the future of saying, I've got to push through it? I'm always interested and intrigued what gets people through everything. I would say that just praying and just knowing that, you know, God makes no mistakes, that everything happens for a reason. And, mm-hmm. and you know, without going through this, I wouldn't have a testimony. Without this test that, that God presented to me, I wouldn't have a testimony. So just knowing that I was able to triumph over this and turn my tragedy into triumph is, is something amazing to me. And it shows how strong, you know, the individual that I, I am. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. With a beautiful message, you've opted to share with the world, and I love it. Tell us about the one thing you wish you knew that you didn't know when you were going through the tragic moments. If you look back, there's always a, a period where you're saying, wow, if I would have known that, if, if that's possible, do you have a, a thought or a lesson you wish you already knew then? Um, I would say in reference to the storyline of the book, who could be trusted, who, who we could trust and who we couldn't, um, that is the most important thing. You know, trust cannot be given to just anyone, yeah. even if there is someone who is close to you and someone that you've known all of your life, especially surrounding death. When, when you're entrusting people, you know, over your, your, you know, your will as far as executors and, you know, who is to be the POA, that, that's something, you know, major that you really have to, you know, think about who the individual or individual should be someone that you know that you can trust, not just someone who has been there all of your life and it's like, hey, I need this person to do this, but, but someone that you actually know is going to, you know, get the job done. Yes, and like you said, someone that also would have integrity, and because you're always around doesn't always mean that person could be trusted with the, the value of character. You know, your book fascinates me because there are important lessons to be learned from it. Uh, even though it's a fictional book, uh, this acclaimed book talks about death, as you so eloquently pointed out. It does talk about healing, in a sense, and estate and financial planning. Now, although, again, it's not real, you know, to the true sense of it, it's fictional. What lessons of life can be pulled from your book, Wounds of Deception? I would say just knowing who you can trust again, as well as making sure that a will is set up and the right people are assigned for executors. Um, if you do not have a power of attorney, um, that's fine. But just, you know, if you decide to do so, making sure that the right individual, you know, trust the individual is assigned as POA. Um, long-term care planning is also important as well, along with estate planning and making sure that everything is set up. When my father was admitted to the hospital, a will was done uh, right then and there, and, you know, individuals were assigned 
you know, for the will as, as executors. But it's, it's important just knowing that those individuals are people who, you know, you feel that you can, you know, get, like I said, get the job done and make sure that the will is carried out. So that, that's very, very important. It is. And, and also a topic I want to dig into a little deeper, Patrice, because, you know, obviously I think in, in hindsight or when we look forward, we're like, well, you know, estate planning, have things in place, uh, what is to go to who, who's supposed to make these critical decisions about your health, even as someone may be lying in the hospital. Um, but it's often a sensitive and touchy topic for a lot of us, you know, right? We're with the living. We don't really want to discuss death or I don't want to be drawn down in a negative mood. So let me just be concerned about living. Tell us right now, as a professional, as someone who's gone through this, you know, personally as an author of a very successful book, you know, what lessons can we know or learn right now while we're, we're healthy, while we're listening to this radio show, you know, how we cannot get caught up in the negativity or the sensitivity of estate planning right now? Help us out. Well, I feel like, you know, knowledge and knowing that this can happen to anyone um, is, is power. You know, no one is exempt. Um, you know, Wounds of Deception is an eye-opener, and after reading this novel, the reader will become, you know, cognizant on what they can do to prevent a similar situation from happening to them. Um, you know, will does not have to be done, you know, by an attorney. Um, I do encourage that, although, so that everything is done correctly. And as far as estate planning, the same thing, you know, getting a trust in the state's attorney, I feel is, is the best option for making sure that everything is, is in order, especially when you have a house and, you know, uh, cars and, and, and things like that to make sure that everything is, is, is done correctly. Hmm. Well done. So even if we don't want to talk about it or address it, I love your opening statement, that tagline, it can happen to any of us. And if we like it or not, that's the reality of it. Yes, correct. Hmm. Yes, definitely. You know, I love this book, Wounds of Deception. What do you want readers to walk away with once they put down this book? Because we've had lots of authors and writers on the show and poets, and I'm always interested in what they hope or envision that the reader says, wow, I got that. Well, like I said, this is an eye-opener, and it also talks about a lot of topics and, you know, subjects that people don't like to discuss. Um, I feel like with this this book, it's, it's a fictional book, um, although it's, it's very, you know, I wrote it, you know, with, with creativity in mind, making sure that it wasn't going to be something that would bore the reader, but kind of give them a glimpse of, you know, hey, this could be you one day if you don't properly plan and make sure that everything is, is set in order and in place. And it's not just about, you know, parents that have children making sure that everything is set up for their children, but also the children making sure that their parents have every, everything set up properly so that they don't have to endure, you know, a similar situation if something yeah. were to occur because we don't know, you know, when we're going to pass away. Um, no knows. It can be something like what you stated earlier as far as, you know, um, a situation where you have, you know, a few years or months or it could just happen suddenly. So just making sure that everything is in order will, uh, you know, alleviate a lot of this, this, these issues that happen to the main character in the book. Yes. And Patrice, I know you would certainly concur with this. There's enough going on emotionally and spiritually, and even sometimes physically when we're grieving the loss of a loved one. So the last thing that we could least put out of the way is the estate planning. Put that to the side. Let that be done ahead of time and allow us to really take care of ourselves emotionally. Would you agree? I would. I definitely would agree. Um, it's hard when you already are dealing with, 
the loss of a loved one, and then the drama of a situation like this just adds to the pain and your suffering and just, you know, your emotional well-being. I mean, you, you want to make sure that, you know, the only thing that you have to focus on is, is the death of a loved one, and all of your focus and attention is, is definitely, you know, you know, put in that in that direction instead of worrying about, you know, something tragic like this happening on top of, you know, the death or loss of a loved one. Yes, planning is key. You have chosen to share your story with us through a book, although fictional. What do you say to the individuals out there, and you know they're out there, Patricia, you're a very intelligent young lady. What do you say to those individuals who would criticize you and say that, you know, family and personal suffering should remain as a private matter? Well, I would say that this is not just about family. It is about whoever you think you can trust during a situation of illness and or death um, to handle things, you know, to handle these things. And then you later find out that they could not be trusted only after it is too late. You know, no one ever wants to discuss these type of types of issues. Yes. It's like the white elephant in the room. You know, everyone wants to ignore it, but it is there. And because the majority of people consider this topic to be taboo and embarrassing, they choose not to talk about it. But it's time that we break the silence on this issue because it happens, you know, far too often. You know, I speak to people all the time, and they're giving me their stories, and I'm like, wow, you know, this, this is crazy, and, and we need to put an end to it and raise awareness about, about this topic. I love it. Breaking the silence, overcoming the odds. You've done that very well, and you've allowed us as readers and listeners to learn and be inspired by your story. And I will personally say as a reader that I just hope that more individuals share their story so they can really help and motivate others. Because, Patrice, you never realize, and I say this to you as a successful author, what your story could mean to other individuals. Often it may go unsaid to you, but you are inspiring lives, and just know that, and congratulations. Thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate that. What does this book say about the person known as Patrice Tart? Um, I would say that this book, you know, definitely shows that I'm resilient, um, strong, and a go-getter. It shows that I was able to triumph over a tragedy and overcome my situation and turn it into a positive, you know, thing that I can share with the masses through my novel. Mm, I love it. You have a gift, and I wish you all the success, much more. Tell our listeners how they can connect with you, Patrice. Okay, well, you can first connect with me through my website, which is www.patricetart.com. I'm also on social media. I can be found at facebook.com forward slash author Patrice Tart as well as Twitter at Patrice Tart. What an awesome message and platform from Arthur Patrice Tart. Many thanks to her and her team. Hello, this is Arthur Patrice Tart, and you are listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. We are quickly approaching the end of the show. Stay tuned in every week, Tuesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here. We have more hot and relevant topics and exclusive featured guests coming your way. You can always check out our upcoming show schedule at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Shana Thornton. Again, email all comments, questions, feedback, show suggestions to Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com. All show content original, copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. Please stay with us just a little bit longer. I want to share a very famous and popular and acclaimed poem with you by the very famous Maya Angelou. I know why the cage bird sings. I know why the cage bird sings. The free bird leaps on the back of the wind 
and floats downstream to the current ends and dips his wings in the orange sun rays and dares to claim the sky. Oh, but a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with fearful trill of the things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the cage bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze, and the trade wind soft through the singing trees, and the fat worms waiting on a dawn bright lawn, and he names the sky his own. But a cage bird stands on the grave of dreams, his shadow shouts on a nightmare scream, his wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill, for the cage bird sings of freedom. By Maya Angelou. Thank you for tuning in this Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will see you next week. Please listen more to the tunes of Kazia Alford. Kazia Alford, a gospel sensation out of Atlanta, Georgia. Enjoy, everyone. See ya. Take care. Live life. Whatever you want me
Oh, have your way. 